Hello, and welcome to The Journey, a daily podcast reading through the Bible. Thank you so much for joining us today. As you listen, we're going to be using the New Living Translation of God's Word. Let's start today's reading. Today's reading is found in 2 Chronicles chapters 19 through 23. When King Jehoshaphat of Judah arrived safely home in Jerusalem, Jehu, son of Hanai the seer, went out to meet him. Why should you help the wicked and love those who hate the Lord, he asked the king. Because of what you have done, the Lord is very angry with you. Even so, there is some good in you, for you have removed the Asherah poles throughout the land, and you have committed yourself to seeking God. Jehoshaphat lived in Jerusalem, but he went out among the people traveling from Beersheba to the hill country of Ephraim, encouraging the people to return to the Lord, the God of their ancestors. He appointed judges throughout the nation and all the fortified towns, and he said to them, Always think carefully before pronouncing judgment. Remember that you do not judge to please people, but to please the Lord. He will be with you when you render the verdict in each case. Fear the Lord and judge with integrity. For the Lord our God does not tolerate perverted justice, partiality, or the taking of bribes. In Jerusalem, Jehoshaphat appointed some of the Levites and priests and clan leaders in Israel to serve as judges for cases involving the Lord's regulations and for civil disputes. These were his instructions to them. You must always act in the fear of the Lord, with faithfulness and an undivided heart. Whenever a case comes from you to you from fellow citizens in an outlying town, whether a murder case or some other violation of the Lord's commands, laws, decrees, or regulations, you must warn them not to sin against the Lord, so that... He will not be angry with you and them. Do this, and you will not be guilty. Amariah, the high priest, will have the final say in all cases involving the Lord. Zebedi, son of Ishmael, a leader from the tribe of Judah, will have the final say in all civil cases. The Levites will assist you in making sure that justice is served. Take courage as you fulfill your duties, and may the Lord be with those who do what is right. After this, the armies of the Moabites, Ammonites, and some of the Minunites declared war on Jehoshaphat. Messengers came and told Jehoshaphat, A vast army from Edom is marching against you from beyond the Dead Sea, and they are already at Hazaron Tamar. This is another name for Engede. Jehoshaphat was terrified by this news and begged the Lord for guidance. He also ordered everyone in Judah to begin fasting. So people from all the towns of Judah came to Jerusalem to seek the Lord's help. Jehoshaphat stood before the community of Judah and Jerusalem in front of the new courtyard at the temple of the Lord. He prayed, O Lord God of our ancestors, you alone are the God who is in heaven. You are the ruler of all the kingdoms of the earth. You are powerful and mighty. No one can stand against you. O our God, 
did you not drive out those who lived in this land when your people Israel arrived? And did you not give this land forever to the descendants of your friend Abraham? Your people settled here and built this temple to honor your name. They said, Whenever we are faced with any calamity such as war, plague, or famine, we can come and stand in your presence before this temple where your name is honored. We can cry out to you to save us, and you will hear us and rescue us. And now see that the armies of Amnon... Moab and Mount Seir are doing. You would not let our ancestors invade those nations when Israel left Egypt. So they went around them and did not destroy them. Now see how they reward us? For they have come to throw us out of your land, which you gave us as an inheritance. O oh, our God, won't you stop them? We are powerless against this mighty army that is about to attack us. We do not know what to do, but we are looking to you for help. As all the men of Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, wives, and children, the Spirit of the Lord came upon one of the men standing there. His name was Jazerel, son of Zechariah, son of Benai, son of Jael, son of Mathaniah, a Levite who was a descendant of Asaph. He said, Listen, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Listen, King Jehoshaphat. This is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid. Don't be discouraged by this mighty army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow, march out against them. You will find them coming up through the ascent of Ziz, at the end of the valley that opens in the wilderness of Jerel. But you will not even need to fight. Take your positions. Then stand still and watch the Lord's victory. He is with you, O people of Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Go out against them tomorrow, for the Lord is with you. Then King Jehoshaphat bowed low with his face to the ground, and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem did the same, worshiping the Lord. Then the Levites from the clans of Koath and Korah stood to praise the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud shout. Early the next morning, the army of Judah went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. On the way, Jehoshaphat stopped and said, Listen to me, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you will be able to stand firm. Believe in his prophets, and you will succeed. After consulting the people, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army, singing to the Lord and praising him for his splendor. This is what they sang. Give thanks to the Lord, his faithful love endures forever. At that very moment they began to sing and give praise. The Lord caused the armies of Amnon, Moab, and Mount Seir to start fighting among themselves. The armies of Moab and Amnon turned against their allies from Mount Seir 
and killed every one of them. After they had destroyed the army of Seir, they began attacking each other. So when the army of Judah arrived at the lookout point in the wilderness, all they saw were dead bodies lying on the ground as far as they could see. Not a single one of the enemy had escaped. King Jehoshaphat and his men went out to gather the plunder. They found vast amounts of equipment, clothing, and other valuables, more than they could carry. There was so much plunder that it took them three days just to collect it all. On the fourth day, they gathered in the Valley of Blessing, which got its name that day because the people praised and thanked God there. It is still called the Valley of Blessing today. Then all the men returned to Jerusalem with Jehoshaphat leading them, overjoyed that the Lord had given them victory over their enemies. They marched into Jerusalem with the music of harps, lyres, and trumpets, and they proceeded to the temple of the Lord. When all the surrounding kingdoms heard that the Lord himself had fought against the enemies of Israel, the fear of God came over them. So Jehoshaphat's kingdom was at peace, for his God had given him rest on every side. So Jehoshaphat ruled over the land of Judah. He was 35 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 25 years. His mother was Abuzah and the daughter of Shuhai. Jehoshaphat was a good king, following the ways of his father Asa. He did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight. During his reign, however, he failed to remove all the pagan shrines, and the people never fully committed themselves to follow the God of their ancestors. The rest of the events of Jehoshaphat's reign from beginning to end are recorded in the record of Jehu, son of Hanai, which is included in the book of the kings of Israel. Some time later, King Jehoshaphat of Judah made an alliance with King Hazai of Israel, who was very wicked. Together they built a fleet of trading ships at the port of Ezeron Geber. Then Eliezer, son of Dadavul from Merasha, prophesied against Jehoshaphat. He said, Because you have allied yourself with King Haziah, the Lord will destroy your work. So the ships met with disaster and never put out to sea. When, King Jeho- when Jehoshaphat died, he was buried with his ancestors in the city of David. Then his son, Jeroram, became the next king. Jeroram's brothers, the other sons of Jehoshaphat, were Azari, Jerahel, Zechariah, Azarul, Michael, and Jephirath. All of these were the sons of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah. Their father had given each of them valuable gifts of silver, gold, and costly items, and all also some of Judah's fortified towns. However, he designated Jeroram as the next king because he was the oldest. But when Jeroram had become solidly established as king, he killed all of his brothers and some of the other leaders of Judah. Jeroram was 32 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem eight years. 
But Jeroram followed the example of the kings of Israel and as was as wicked as King Ahab, for he had married one of Ahab's daughters. So Jeroram did what was evil in the Lord's sight. But the Lord did not want to destroy David's dynasty. For he had made a covenant with David and promised that his descendants would continue to rule shining like a lamp forever. During Joram's reign, the Edomites revolted against Judah and crowned their own king. So Joram went out with his full army and all of his chariots. The Edomites surrounded him and his chariot commanders, but he went out at night and attacked them under the cover of darkness. Even so, Edom has been independent from Judah to this day. The town of Libna also revolted about the same time. All of this happened because Jeroram had abandoned the Lord, the God of his ancestors. He had built pagan shrines in the hill country of Judah. And he had led the people of Jerusalem and Judah to give themselves to pagan gods and to go astray. Then Elijah the prophet wrote Jeroram this letter. This is what the Lord, the God of your ancestor David, says. You have not followed the good example of your father Jehoshaphat or your grandfather King Asa of Judah. Instead, you have been as evil as the kings of Israel. You have led the people of Jerusalem and Judah to worship idols just as King Ahab did in Israel. You and you have even killed your own brothers, men who are better than you. So now the Lord is about to strike you, your people, your children, your wives, and all that is yours with a heavy blow. You yourself will suffer with severe intestinal disease that will get worse each day until your bowels come out. Then the Lord stirred up the Philistines and the Arabs that were living near the Ethiopians to attack Jeroram. They marched against Judah, broke down its defenses, and carried away everything of value in the royal palace, including the king's sons and his wives. Only his youngest son, Ahiza, was spared. After all this, the Lord struck Jeroram with an incurable intestinal disease. The disease grew worse and worse, at the end of two years, it caused his bowels to come out, and he died in agony. His people did not build a great funeral fire to honor him, as they had done for his ancestors. Jeram was 32 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem eight years. No one was sorry when he died. They buried him in the city of David, but not in the royal cemetery. Then the people of Jerusalem made Hazahai, Jeroram's youngest son, their next king, since the marauding bands who came with the Arabs and, the, and had killed all the older sons. So Ahiza, son of Jeroram, reigned as king of Judah. Ahiza was 22 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem one year. His mother was Athaliah a granddaughter of King Omri. 
Ahiza also followed the evil example of King Ahab's family, for his mother encouraged him in doing wrong. He did what was evil in the Lord's sight, just as Ahab's family had done. They even became his advisors until after the death of his father, and they led him to ruin. Following their advice, Ahiza joined Joram, the son of King Ahab and of Israel, in his war against King Haziel of Aram at Ramoth Gilead. When the Armenians wounded Joram in the battle, he returned to Jezreel to recover from the wounds that he had received at Ramoth. Because Joram was ru- wounded, King Haziah of Judah went to Jezreel to visit him. But God had decided that this visit would be Haziah's downfall. While he was there, Haziah went out with Joram to meet Jehu, grandson of Nimshi, whom the Lord had appointed to destroy the dynasty of Ahab. While Jehu was executing judgment against the family of Ahab, he happened to meet some of Judah's officials and Isaiah's relatives who were traveling with Isaiah. So Jehu killed them all. Then Jehu's men searched for Isaiah, and they found him hiding in the city of Samaria. They brought him to Jehu, who killed him. Isaiah was given a decent burial because the people said he was the grandson of Jehoshaphat, a man who sought the Lord with all of his heart. But none of the surviving members of Isaiah's family was capable of ruling the kingdom. When Athiah, the mother of King Isaiah, the of Judah learned that her son was dead, she began to destroy the rest of Judah's royal family. But Isaiah's sister, Jeshabuah, the daughter of King Joram, took Isaiah's infant son Joash and stole him away from the rest of the king's children who were about to be killed. She put Joash and his nurse in a bedroom. In this way, Jehoshaphat, wife of Jehoiada, the priest, and the sister of Isaiah, hid the child so that Athiah could not murder him. Joash remained hidden in the temple of God six years, while Athiah ruled over the land. In the seventh year of Athiah's reign, Jehoiada, the priest, decided to act. He summoned his courage and made a pact with the army, five army commanders, Azariah, son of Jeoram, Ishmael, son of Jehoiahan, Azariah, son of Obed, Masahiah, son of Adadai, and Elishaphath, son of Zikri. These men traveled secretly throughout Judah and summoned the Levites and clan leaders in all the towns to come to Jerusalem. They all gathered at the temple of God where they made a solemn pact with Joash, the young king. Jehoiada said to them, Here is the king's son. The time has come for him to reign. The Lord has promised that a descendant of David would be, will be our king. 
This is what you must do. When you priests and Levites come on duty on the Sabbath, a third of you will serve as gatekeepers, another third will go over the royal palace, and the final third will be at the foundation gate. Everyone else should stay in the courtyards of the Lord's temple. Remember, only the priests and the Levites on duty may enter the temple of the Lord, for they are set apart as holy. The rest of the people must obey the Lord's instructions and stay outside. You, Levites, form a bodyguard around the king and keep your weapons in hand. Kill anyone who tries to enter the temple. Stay with the king wherever he goes. So the Levites and all the people of Judah did everything as Jehoiada the priest ordered. The commanders took charge of the men reporting for the duty at Sabbath, as well as those who were going off duty. Jehoiada the priest did not let anyone go home after their shift ended. Then Jehoiada supplied the commanders with spears and, and the large and small shields that had once belonged to King David and were stored in the temple of God. He stationed all the people around the king with their weapons ready. They formed a line from the south side of the temple around the north side and around and all around the altar. Then Jehoiada and his sons brought out Joash, the king's son, placed the crown on his head, and presented him with a copy of the God's laws. They anointed him and proclaimed him king, and everyone shouted, Long live the king! When Athali heard the noise of the people running and the shouts of praise to the king, she hurried to the Lord's temple to see what was happening. When she arrived, she saw the newly crowned king standing in his place of authority by the pillar of the temple entrance. The commanders and trumpeteers were surrounding him, and the people from all over the land were rejoicing and blowing trumpets. Singers with musical instruments were leading the people in a great celebration. When Athiah saw all this, she tore her clothes in despair and shouted, Treason! Treason! Then Jehoiada, the priest, ordered the commanders who were in charge of the troops, Take her to the soldiers in front of the temple and kill anyone who tries to rescue her. For the priest had said, she must not be killed in the temple of the Lord. So they seized her and led her out to the entrance of the horse gate on the palace grounds, and they killed her there. Then Jehoiada made a covenant between himself and the king and the people that that they would be the Lord's people. And all the people went over to the temple of Baal and tore it down. They demolished the altars and smashed the idols. And they killed Matan, the priest of Baal, in front of the altars. Jehoiada now put the priests and Levites in charge of the temple of the Lord, following all the directions given by David. He also commanded them to present burnt offerings to the Lord as prescribed by the law of Moses, and to sing and rejoice as David had instructed. He also stationed gatekeepers at the gates of the Lord's temple to keep out those who for any reason were ceremonially unclean. Then the commanders, nobles, rulers, and all the people of the land escorted the king from the temple of the Lord. They went through the upper gate and into the palace, and they seated the king 
on the royal throne. So all the people of the land rejoiced, and the city was peaceful because Athali had been killed. Briefly, we want to talk about King Jehoshaphat. When a large army was coming to destroy Judah, the king didn't know what to do, so he called for the people and himself to pray to the Lord to ask for help. And the reply was amazing. Do not be discouraged by this mighty army, the message from the Lord was. For the battle is not yours, but God's. The battle is not yours, but God's. If only we could live by that same mantra. That rather than trying to have our own battles, not with swords and spears, but in our own battles that we try to bring victory for ourselves, that we do not seek out the Lord. But in reality, the Lord is saying, the battle is mine. Let me do my work. May we do the same as Jehoshaphat and all the people, that we stop what we are doing and that we earnestly pray to the Lord. And who knows? Perhaps the battle will belong to the Lord. Thank you again for joining us for the journey. Please be sure to share this podcast. Today's reading was from the New Living Translation of the Holy Bible and used with permission. Have a blessed day, and we hope that you'll join us again tomorrow.